Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Kim, do you have your cat on your lap? I know. He just dashed out, but we'll know oh. when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> he will make his presence known. I was he thinking, uh, yeah, I got one in the doorway, one on my lap, and one in a cat oh. bed behind me. So I feel like, yeah, we're properly ready to record now. I got the, I got the, the mood is right. <laughs> the feline magic Beautiful. is here. So, yeah, we thought it would be fun to just take a quick look at some cool stuff happening in stars. And, Kim, I'm just going to hand the microphone right over to you to introduce us to what's going on as we enter June 2016. Okay. Okay, <laughs> he just dashed up the steps. Um, <laughs> cat power. <laughs> cat power all around. Um, what we have going on right now is what's called a mutable square. And I'm going to post with this call a little snapshot, a little astro clock of what I'm talking about so it'll be really clear and what that means is we have planets in all the mutable signs so Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius and Pisces are all occupied and they're all within orb of being opposition or square to each other and the key kind of anchor components of this is Saturn square Neptune which we're kind of hanging out with that most of the year and we've talked about it a bit, and we will continue to talk about it more in the uh, call at the um, later in the month. No, on the 14th of the month, the GVA call, we'll talk about it more. But what what it means, first of all, out there in the sky, is there's a certain tension being held between these energies, and they as they overlay in the chart, which we can look at um, on the call, how it affects the individual charts, a, a theme comes up, and this theme is so crucial and uh, poignant in terms of of deliberate creation. I thought we better talk about it for a minute here. <laughs> Saturn is re- concrete reality, right? Saturn mm-hmm. is what makes it real, what brings it down to earth. We can touch it and taste it and smell it and build it up from the ground um, to as, as high as we can make it go. It's this ambitious sense of, of building structure and form. Neptune is all things that is not. <laughs> Neptune is the, it's the, it's the field of infinite possibilities. It's the wave before it, uh, you focus on it and it manifests into uh, a singular form, right? It's the wave function. It is intangible. It, it is not solid ground. It is the imagination. It is the fog rolling in. And I like to call this energy the mystic. This is the mystic energy, and Saturn energy is the pragmatist. That's the pragmatic, the practical energy. <clears throat> so right now, these two are connected, and uh, they're also linked. They're square to um, 
Sun and Venus in Gemini right now, and uh, also Jupiter in in Virgo. So <clears throat> we've got a lot of planets tied up with this mutable energy, and it's very fluid. Things change very fast. We want to be very flexible with it. And we want to really think about where our own personal mystic versus pragmatist is, because usually we've got it to some degree where we see reality and we might have a tangible desire and we want to create it. And yet in our manifesting, we know, okay, so I want to create it, so I better not need it. I better hold this very loosely. I better use my imagination. I better visualize. So it's almost like LOA is Neptune, uh, it's a Neptune identification to make Saturn's Ooh. reality uh, come Ooh. true. Which you is, giving me you, goosebumps. Can, can you see that? Yeah. That, that was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they're connected now and where they are in, in your chart and what they're highlighting and, and where your own personal natal relationship is between these. You might have, for example, you might have Saturn in the 12th house. Um, or you might have Neptune in the 10th house. You might have a Saturn-Neptune aspect. There's a lot of ways to bring this mystic and pragmatist um, contrast to the foreground. And it's sort of, huh, it's so complex, and that's why we're going to talk about it more later in the week but uh, or later in the month. But <laughs> Neptune is, is Bashar saying circumstances don't matter, only state of being matters. And Saturn is saying, this is what you, this is your reality. This is what you're waking up to. This is the kitchen that you're walking towards. And this is the breakfast that you're eating. And this is the physical body that you live in. And how does it feel? So it's not either or. It's not like, I'm just going to be the mystic and I'm just going to be, you know, the flow of infinite possibilities in in Neptune. Unless maybe you're dead. Because... (laughs) then you don't have a physical body. But you do have a physical body. You have the Saturn. But if we're just Saturn, if we're just focused on our reality as we perceive it, then we're locked. We're trapped. We're kind of locked in, in cement. So what what we have is a situation where we want to find ways to honor and engage both the mystic and and the pragmatist we want to engage. Yeah, go ahead. That seems like a good thing to do just all the time in general anyway, but particularly with the formation we're seeing right now, this is an important thing to get a handle on. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I think when it's happening out there in the the cosmos, it's representative of a theme that's like an overall umbrella in, in our life. So if we take a chart, for example, if we just even look at, um, one of our charts, or both. Well, I've been okay. looking at yours, as a matter of fact. So you're, oh, okay. yeah, your Saturn oh. and Neptune is happening in four and seven, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's four and seven, and the and of course the first house and the tenth house is getting tweaked off too with the right. um, Gemini and the Virgo. So. Basically, and that makes it really significant because these are angular houses, one, four, seven, and ten. So they're of primary importance. They're the pillars of life, the self, the home, and internal um, psychological peace or lack thereof. (laughs) Um, Seven 
our relationship to the other, which we talked about last uh, month. Have a listen to that recording if you haven't heard it yet. And uh, the tenth, us out there in the world, of uh, career, mission, profession. And so very much with Saturn in the I'll just give you a quick example. Saturn in in my fourth house, it would be very easy for me to see my home situation as being immutable, as being just solid. This is what it is. I could get focused there. It could build up fear there. Or it could build up drives to want to build something new. Uh, And in contrast to Saturn, or sorry, Neptune in the seventh with this idealized vision about what all relationships should be like and how I could express they could split off and I could think I could relationship could be perfect if only things were different in the home or the home could be perfect if only things got more solid in relationship and we know right away that that's not a what do we say about if only <laughs> when then syndrome yeah I'll feel better when or yeah when I get x y and z then yeah, yeah. I I think what happens is the psyche can't quite handle the diversity here, the the dichotomy between the solid Saturn and the nebulous Neptune. Oh, that's uh, used. Um, well, and dichotomy does. I mean, because it's not even just two pieces. I mean, when we look at Jupiter and the Sun Venus thing, I mean, this kind of feels like there's a lot of there's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on there because Jupiter in the first, Jupiter often makes us, uh, represents a feeling that how good things should be. You know, it is expansion, yes, but if we aren't following that expansion, it can it can kind of come around and bite itself on the tail because we feel like it. Damn it, <laughs> it should be happening, right? <laughs> Which we also know is not a real conducive state to get into. So, um, so here we have Jupiter saying, wanting to expand and feeling like, yes, this is the time to expand. And of course, Sun and Venus in the tenth house. It feels like it certainly should be around career. And notice I'm saying should there, because until I can get all four corners aligned with that, if I can get aligned with that energy and, and release resistance in all those areas, um, not no one single uh, area will work. So, it, are you going to give us it, insights into your real life personal? Um, inner workings of how this is showing up and what your opportunity is? Right. Well, okay. Instead of talking hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at me. That's, the, well, that's my Saturn influence. Like, okay, let's bring this home. Let's make this real. What does this mean? <laughs> what does this mean? All right. Well, just very briefly, uh, I'm the it, it, the having the Gemini highlighted in the tenth makes me want to throw everything into career. Mm-hmm. And it would be very easy for me to just get focused all up there. But with Saturn opposing it in the fourth, mm. any resistance I have around home, and it's not, it's so interesting that home isn't even really a physical place. If you peel back the mm-hmm. layers of the fourth house, the first thing is, okay, home, family. But what's underneath that is your own psychological peace. Your own feeling of sanctuary, and that's not out there. It's in there, and so Saturn says, 
you want to thrive in your career right now, get down here and don't point the finger at anything happening out there in the home life, but it's that state of being. And that allows me to pull in Neptune from the seventh and examine all my relationships uh, with others, which of course are tied to the home and family, and really find that mystical perspective. I think finding the mystical perspective on the practical reality at this point, mm-hmm. and that allows Jupiter to say, okay, you get all those ducks in a row, you will have expansion. I'll bring mm-hmm. it on. That sounds kind of exciting. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. But you can see how if I didn't look at my chart, if I wasn't aware of these um, seeming seemingly contrasting energies, it would be very easy to just throw everything into a career right now, focus really hard there, um, and the foundations could crumble Hmm. underneath it because I'm ignoring the the scope of what's happening right now. Hmm. All right, pretty interesting. Thanks for that insight, Kim. Okay, so I invite everyone to have a look at that at the um, mutable cross in the sky right now. See where it is in your chart. So when we get together in uh, on the 14th of June, we can look at your charts and talk about how you're allowing for all the various energies that are activating your chart right now. Yeah. And if you want to give us a sneak peek, feel free to post in the forums and we can get a jump on that conversation before we even get on the line together. Definitely. Sounds good. All right, I'm going to go take a look at mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Kim. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.